There have been a lot of fads in the world of weight loss. The Atkins diet, the South Beach diet, the keto diet. And the latest craze isn't a diet at all. It's a new class of drugs. It's much more effective than anything that has been seen on the market before. It is sort of the first medication that has really significant efficacy. That's our colleague Andrea Peterson. She covers consumer health. She says these drugs, known as GLP-1s, and with names like Ozempic and Wagovi, have become hugely popular lately. There's been a lot of, you know, very sort of breathless testimonials from, you know, regular people, from celebrities, from online influencers. I started Ozempic four weeks ago at 172 pounds. I am now 148 pounds. I just start dropping pounds left and right. So from my personal experience, it's been really, really good. I've been down overall 30 pounds. But also by people in the field who really do believe that this is a game changer. These drugs are so revolutionary that even traditional weight loss companies are trying to get in on the game. Weight Watchers, which is a 60-year-old weight loss company that for the longest time, its whole kind of reason for being is to help people control their eating and up their fitness. And now they are getting into a medical approach to it. And that, that, is, that is a big shift. Is it possible that these drugs could just be another fad? I haven't heard that from anybody I've talked to. You know, I think people do believe that this is a significant scientific advance and that, um, you know, that marks a real shift in the treatment of obesity. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Tuesday, March 14th. Coming up on the show, how a new class of drugs is revolutionizing the weight loss industry. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. For decades, Weight Watchers was one of the most popular ways for people to lose weight. And they did it by pushing lifestyle changes. The company has weigh-ins, branded food, and a famous point system. What they've done is they've assigned a point value to many, many, many foods. I mean, most foods that you can think of. And you are given a certain number of points that you can use each day. And so you decide how you're going to spend those points. And the goal is to stay within that number of points to sort of achieve your weight loss goals. How has Weight Watchers' business been doing in recent years? You know, they've been struggling. It's been a sort of a turbulent time at the company. So in 2018, Weight Watchers actually really shifted away from this tight focus on weight loss. They actually changed their name to WW, and they largely, you know, stopped using the word diet, and they tried to refocus 
their mission as being sort of more broadly about wellness. They also launched and scaled back a number of initiatives. They they tried kind of personalized diet plans that many members found pretty confusing and also harder for members to talk to each other and about their experience because everyone was sort of on a different plan. And so the kind of community support and you know sharing recipes and tips and tricks was really not working as well. And also, you know, their their stock price has been has really struggled and their membership has been down. They just reported their fourth quarter earnings and the number of subscribers slid to 3.5 million from 4.2 million in in the year ago quarter. So Oh wow, so that's a pretty significant decline. Yeah, yeah. So obviously they're looking for ways to try to reverse that decline. Weight Watchers says its drop in membership has been due in part to a company decision to shift marketing dollars. As Weight Watchers was struggling, a new class of drugs was just taking off. The first to arrive was Ozempic. It was approved by the FDA in 2017, but it wasn't supposed to be used for weight loss. It's actually a drug designed to treat type 2 diabetes, which is the type of diabetes that can appear later in life, often among people who are heavier. And when people took Ozempic, they often lost weight. Basically, it slows down the emptying of the stomach. So when that happens, you feel fuller longer. And in effect, it essentially works just by basically suppressing people's appetites so they eat less. That is a major way that it works, yes. In 2021, a second drug came out called Wagovi. And this was approved specifically for the treatment of obesity. There's a, a really key study that was published in 2021 in the New England Journal of Medicine. And it found that people on the drug Wagovi found that people with a body mass index of 30 or higher who took the drug weekly dropped about 15% of their body weight on average after 17 months on the drug. And this was, you know, this is, this is very significant. The drugs are so effective at helping people lose weight, they become a huge hit especially among celebrities. Talk show host Chelsea Handler is dishing on Ozempic. It's a miracle. It's too good to be true. A noticeably slimmer Elon Musk credits his weight loss to the prescription drug Wagovi. Jimmy Kimmel even made a joke about it while hosting the Oscars on Sunday. Everybody looks so great. When I look around this room, I can't help but wonder, is Ozempic right for me? A lot of celebrities were started saying that, you know, everyone they know is on it. One of my colleagues did a story about how it was really the talk of the Hamptons over last summer. So it seems to have just really entered the cultural conversation. Andrea says that some people have been using the drugs who don't meet the FDA's guidelines for it. These drugs are not for people who need to lose 10 pounds. I mean, these are really, you know, the, the clinical indication, you know, the FDA approval for Wagovi, which is the drug for obesity, indicates that the drugs for people with a BMI of 30 or more or a BMI of 27 or more plus at least one weight-related condition such as high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or type 2 diabetes. The CDC says a healthy BMI is between 18 to 24. The company that makes both these drugs, Novo Nordisk, said it complies with the law and doesn't condone off-label use. And that, quote, we trust that healthcare providers are evaluating a patient's individual needs and determining which, if any, medicine is right for that particular patient. 
This drug sounds revolutionary, but are there potential downsides? Well, I mean, there's definitely side effects. You know, the most common side effects are things like nausea and vomiting. The FDA approval does note a potential increased risk of thyroid cancer. And then, you know, anytime there's a new drug on the market, you know, sometimes it takes a while for us to know what some of the longer-term side effects are. That's an issue with any medication. You know, sometimes you just don't know until things are on the market for for several years. Despite the unknowns, a bunch of businesses have popped up to connect people with doctors who can prescribe the drugs. So we've seen this sort of story before. I actually covered Pfizer's Viagra back in the late 90s. I'm dating myself, and I remember you had you know, online companies selling it. You had people who were doctors who were advertising home delivery <laughs> services. And the same thing is happening now with Ozempic and Wagovi. I think anytime there is a drug that is meeting a demand, you get this sort of gold rush mentality. There's going to be people that are trying to meet that demand. After the break, Weight Watchers gets in on the gold rush. This episode is brought to you by Global X ETFs. Buzz around artificial intelligence is seemingly everywhere. Is your portfolio keeping up? Consider the Global X Artificial Intelligence and Technology ETF, ticker AIQ, which invests in dozens of stocks at the leading edge of this disruption. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. Technology companies can be affected by rapid product obsolescence and intense industry competition. Before investing carefully, consider the fund's objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and more in the full or summary prospectus at GlobalXETFs.com. Read carefully. Distributed by SEI Investments Distribution Company. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. Last year, Weight Watchers got a new CEO, Seema Sistani. And one of the things that she did when she came in was she really re-embraced, that's how she put it to me, they really re-embraced the sort of Weight Watchers name. So they're, you know, leaning into that. You know, you don't hear nearly as much about WW. It's back to the old Weight Watchers brand. And, you know, she told me that she thought it was actually really important to not shy away from this conversation around weight loss being important for health. And what does she think of these new drugs? She told me that this is the biggest innovation in our industry today. That's what she said. There's real excitement for the health outcomes of these medications. Last week, Weight Watchers announced it was paying $106 million to acquire a telehealth company that provides access to Ozempic and Wagovi. It's called Sequence. It was founded in 2021 and already has about 24,000 subscribers. For $99 a month, users get access to telehealth appointments with doctors who can prescribe drugs like Ozempic, Wagovi. And the program also includes an app 
where people can track their weight loss. They also get access to meetings with dietitians and fitness coaches. So Sequence is kind of like a weight loss club? I mean, if you look on their website, you know, they, they really lead with the medications that they provide access to. So, yes, they, they do offer these other services, but uh, that is a differentiator for, for them. I'm looking at Sequence's website right now, and you're right, like, weight loss, the big headline is weight loss that works with your biology, and then it talks about uh, GLP-1 medications, if appropriate, which are the Ozempic things. Yeah, right. And you scroll down a little bit, and it says, GLP-1 is the next generation of treatments. Our program uses FDA-approved medications that counteract biological factors that prevent many people from losing weight. And then there's a photo of the, of the little of the needle that you have to yeah. poke yourself with. Yeah. So very, very clear. Very clear. That this is what it's all about. Yeah. Sequence says it doesn't prescribe the medications to anyone who doesn't meet the FDA's BMI guidelines. Weight Watchers says offering access to the medications is a, quote, natural next step and that it's in line with the company's focus on providing science-backed weight loss programs. Talking to Gary Foster, who's the chief scientific officer of Weight Watchers, you know, he was saying that they plan to actually create specific programs for people who are on these medications. So specific sort of Weight Watchers plans because, you know, when you lose this amount of weight, you know, you, you tend to lose really important muscle mass as well. And there are things that, you know, you can do to help counteract that. And so, you know, he told me about, you know, the, an emphasis on strength training will be really important for folks on these drugs, as well as consuming high-protein foods. I mean, these can all sort of help, you know, counteract that potential loss of muscle mass. So what, what they were telling me is that they really see what Sequence offers as an adjunct to their existing services, one of the controversial things about this drug, though, is that a lot of people who are trying to get it don't necessarily medically qualify for it, and they just want it so that they can get skinny. How is Weight Watchers going to deal with that? I mean, I asked this question. I said, you know, this is a, a kind of a minefield to, to walk into. And they told me that they are going to follow the science. They're going to really adhere to the letter of, you know, what the clinical indications are. They, you know, were very explicit in saying that they they do not have plans to offer this drug to people who, you know, don't qualify for it. When I talked to Dr. Foster, you know, he he even he said to me, you know, this this is not a drug. We're not going to be prescribing this for people who want to lose ten pounds before their high school reunion. Part of me is kind of surprised that these drugs have become so popular because I feel like, as a society, we have started to really move away from pushing weight loss and move more toward a culture of body positivity. Well, I I mean, that's the interesting tension. This is an interesting cultural moment in our discussion of weight loss. I mean, this also coincides with, you know, we've had several years of the body positivity movement that really tried to push back against the kind of shaming around people's bodies and people's weight. Uh, but at the same time, you know, there's this really growing understanding that, you know, excess weight does have real health implications. And so companies who are in the sort of weight loss business, you know, have had to kind of speak to both of these realities. And, and that can be a tricky thing to navigate.
That's all for today, Tuesday, March 14th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Additional reporting in this episode by Sarah Ashley O'Brien and Rolf Winkler. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.